Welcome to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle, where we invite you to dare to dream and embrace adventure. I'm your host, Kim Peek, and together with my friends, we'll help you discover new horizons and push the limits of what's possible. In season one, I'm gearing up for my biggest challenge yet, the MR340, a grueling 340-mile paddle race along the Missouri River. But before I embark on this epic journey, I'm going to need to learn everything about the world of paddling. Learn along with me so you can find your own epic adventure on the water. Welcome back to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so glad you're here. Have you noticed how early it is getting dark these days and how late the sun is coming up? No matter how hard I try to resist it, we are in the season of change. If you're listening in real time, it is early September. The leaves are starting to drop off the trees and starting to turn colors. And next week, they say the temperatures will drop to finally feel more fall-like, which I think is great because I am a little bit over those MR340 heat wave temperatures. And I am ready, as long as we're going to have darkness and leaves falling, to enjoy fall. And I am finding myself in empty nester status once again. I have one who has moved away and two that have gone back to college. And so I have a lot more free time on my hands at night again. I don't have to feel guilty when I sneak away to go kayaking. And so I find that I have been returning to some of the same activities that I turned to last fall when my kids left and when I was still trying to hold on to summer. Because I hate winter and the darkness, and I hate being cooped up indoors. So I always try to stretch summer and fall as long as we can so that I don't have to face those cold winter months. I like to maximize my time outside. So last night, all of this to say, last night I declared that it is officially the season of chasing sunsets. So I took my kayak to the park for about an hour before sunset to get in some good paddling just in case I decide to do the race for the Dome at the beginning of October. And I timed my outing so that I could see the sunset. And that sunset was spectacular. I've seen some amazing sunsets in my life, but I've never seen a glowing ball of pink like this. The sun itself was pink. Not all the shades in the sky around it, but the ball of pink sinking into the horizon. It was gorgeous. And as I sat there looking at that beautiful pink ball of sunshine, I remembered that this is exactly where my big plan to do the MR340 began. Except that I was sitting on a paddleboard in the middle of this very same lake because I hadn't yet bought a kayak. And while I was sitting there, I couldn't get that KMBC MR340 documentary out of my mind. And that documentary was what sparked this whole big idea. And so I think this season of the podcast has really come full circle just as soon as I got to today's topic, which is what I will do differently while training for the 2024 MR340 now that I have some experience under my belt and I am no longer a complete newbie. First, let's touch on the off-season. I lost a lot of muscle over the summer 
So one of my biggest priorities over the winter months will be to spend a lot of time strength training while also rebuilding my cardiovascular fitness. It almost doesn't make sense when I think about how much fitness I have lost over the training period for the MR340. I am probably in my worst shape that I have been in in 10 years. And so I feel like I really blew it when I stopped my other activities so that I could spend time kayaking. At the same time, I do not regret a single moment of how I spent my time this spring and summer because this truly was an epic adventure. It just wasn't the level of exercise that I had become accustomed to, but because I had so much to learn, I had to let some other things drop off. So the number one thing that I will focus on is building muscle and building my cardiovascular fitness again. I did swim and cycle and row, and I ran throughout the winter leading up to when it was warm enough for us to get kayaks in the water. But once we, it was warm enough to get outside, I shifted all my activities outdoors, and then eventually everything but kayaking just dropped off. So I stopped most of my endurance activities. Taking on the MR340 without any kayaking experience, plus buying all the gear and learning what gear should be on the boat and learning about all the ramps and planning the race strategy, basically learning everything I could about kayaking, camping, and the MR340 was a full-time job. I've said before that it really took a lot of my mental capacity for the summer. And then when you add in college kids being home for the summer and work obligations, life got more than a little bit overwhelming. But like I said, I don't regret taking on the MR340 the way I did, immersing myself and facing a very steep learning curve. It really was an amazing adventure. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably jump right in and do it exactly the same way because that's kind of just how I take on new things. I immerse myself, I jump in, I get in over my head, and I make myself do it. And I, I, I don't know, I like doing things that way. And so I probably wouldn't change a lot in that regard, but at the same time, it was overwhelming, it was a lot. However, for the 2024 MR340, I won't have to learn everything from scratch. I have notes, I have all kinds of documents, I have a race plan that I can tweak. I am not starting from scratch this time. And so I can focus on building strength and improving my paddling skills. So in the off season, I am going to get back to cycling and running and rowing. I'll swim because I think swimming is such a great way to safely build endurance in many of those same muscles that are used in kayaking. Not just building strength, but getting those muscles used to doing repetitive motions for hours on end. And so with swimming, one thing that I will say, though, is that for me, I have to be really careful about my shoulders. And the same went for paddling. I could feel a lot of the strain in my shoulders. And so I will also be adding some complementary weight training exercises just to make sure that I am not damaging my shoulder joints, which is one of the I think biggest areas that you really need to think about if you're going to or when you choose to weight train to prepare for the MR340 is thinking about all of those muscles 
that surround your shoulders, protecting that shoulder joint. So that you don't get an injury that keeps you from doing the race when you hit the water and only have three or four or five months, depending on where you live, to prepare. Also, in addition to the swimming and everything else I mentioned, I will also add weight training and yoga. And I know that sounds like a lot, and it is, but I am a big fan of solid cross-training, doing a variety of activities in a good way to build strength, mobility, flexibility, and endurance without all those repetitive motions that could cause injury. It makes it more fun. It makes it so you can hang out with a variety of friends who may not choose to do your kayaking activities or your weight training or whatever the single activity is. And it just makes you a more well-rounded athlete so that when it's time to get in the water again, your muscles are ready to go. As far as weight training goes, I will spend time in the gym with weights, but I'm also going to incorporate activities like TRX and bar. If you're unfamiliar with bar workouts, bar is based on ballet moves. And these workouts involve a lot of tiny movements, often using one and two pound weights. And man, do they ever make your arms burn. Just go to YouTube, put in bar, B-A-R-R-E, upper body or bar arm workout. Look for one that's five or 10 minutes. If you don't have little one or two pound weights, grab some small water bottles and just try it for five or 10 minutes and see what kind of burn your arms get. I guarantee that it is going to help you strengthen some of those weak areas again before you get in the boat. And then the TRX, I love TRX because it is just a great way to do core exercises and to safely do glute exercises, especially lower body exercises, without risking getting injured. And I love being able to do TRX for core because I am one of those people that hates crunches and all your traditional core exercises. And so this just puts a little bit of variety in there, makes it fun and gives you a really solid workout too. So I recommend TRX. TRX has an app that you can use, which brings all the workouts to you and gives you instruction on how to properly use the TRX equipment. And again, just makes it a lot more fun. So you could look that up. Or I have a friend in Kansas City who owns the Core Strong gym in downtown Kansas City. He specializes in TRX and he has one of the absolute best TRX trainers in the country. He actually trains for them, trains their instructors. So look for Core Strong on YouTube or on Instagram, and you'll find some great exercises there. Also, if you don't have a lot of time for variety, I think the priority should be strength training, especially the core, upper back, and shoulders. Then also number two, your favorite cardio exercise, whatever you can do for cardio, and then the third thing I think you should focus on is some sort of yoga or stretching. And there are really short yoga routines that you can find on YouTube. Yoga with Adrienne is one of my favorites. She has years and years and years and years and years of yoga and at a variety of lengths and ability levels. So you should be able to find a yoga routine and start wherever you are. Another thing I regret about my training this year was not taking the time to check out every one of the ramps earlier in the season. There are some ramps that I still have not seen since the race got cut short. So this winter, I plan to visit each ramp, take notes and photos, and probably some video, 
and then also spend some time just exploring the communities because I am curious. When I was paddling over the summer, I kept wondering what was beyond the trees. It starts to look all the same, especially from Kansas City to about Columbia. It just looks the same, this river and a tree line. And I just kept on wondering, what's on the other side of the trees? What's on the other side of the trees? So I want to find out. And the Missouri River has such rich history that I want to learn a little bit more about these communities that we pass through and we know by ramp name, but we don't really know anything about the city. So look for a very fun project. I hope you'll think it's as fun as I think it is. Look for a fun project from me, hopefully by the time we put our boats back in the water in the spring. As far as other things I would do differently in 2024, I plan to get a new boat, something longer than my 14 and a half foot dagger. And once it's warm enough to put boats back in the water, I want to take two weekends a month, which here probably means April, May, and June, to start paddling different segments of the river so I can experience the full 340 miles outside of the race situation. One thing that Anne did this year, which I like, was that she never did the stretch going into St. Charles in training. She wanted to save that moment for when she finished the 340. And I really like that idea. I want to make that special so that you get that emotional high, that big emotion of, oh my gosh, here's St. Charles. I finally did it after not being able to get there in 2023 because the race was cut short. I am finally there. So I'm going to save that section because I thought Anne had a great idea with that. I'll probably train every portion of the river in smaller segments except for the section that goes from Klondike to St. Charles. Other than that, my in-season training is going to be very similar to how I did things this year. Thinking of kayaking from the perspective of how you would plan out a running or a triathlon season, I recommend one day of easy paddling, one day of speed work, and one day of long paddling each week. And then filling in there, you could do another day of easy paddling or even two more days of easy paddling if you wanted to but also remembering to keep up with your cardio and your weight training. I will also get in some night paddling and paddling in the wind. I cannot say enough about how both of those things really, really helped our group be prepared for the conditions that we faced in the MR340, so those are critical. Some of my long paddles will be set up with two long days back-to-back to simulate paddling while tired and achy, but remembering that you don't want to race the race until race week. So that means incorporating rest or some something in between where you're going to sleep just so that you give your muscles a break. You'll still be tired. You'll still get the effect, but you want to simulate that effect without putting the same level of strain on your body. Some of the weekend paddles where I check out different sections of the river will be camping trips. I do think this is important if you're someone like me who likes to be clean, doesn't like wet clothes, and who likes sleeping on a bed in a house with air conditioning. You have to get acclimated to being wet, being dirty, and being hot. There's just no way around that. And again, I think our camping trips did a lot to help me there. So some of the weekend paddles will be planned with camping in mind. And the idea behind a lot of this training is to get comfortable being uncomfortable because the MR340 is challenging and you need to learn to tolerate discomfort. So just continually putting yourself 
in situations that are like the conditions that you will encounter, but without the intensity of what you experience during race week. And if all of this sounds intense, I would also caution you that you don't need to do hundreds of miles at a time in training. You don't need to go hours on end in training. Save the race for race week. Instead, put yourself in situations that are similar to the situations you will experience during the race, but you are going to burn out if you are so intense that you forget to have fun. Just like in a marathon where most of your miles are easy miles and you never run the full 26.2 miles in training, put yourself in situations that help you deal with the stress, that help you continue on while you're tired, that teach you that you have what it takes to problem solve and persevere, but don't leave it all in the river until you're in the actual race. Another thing I'm excited about for 2024 is that the Paddle KC Paddling Club will offer an MR340 track this year. Not all of my training will be with Paddle KC this year, but I am excited to have even more club members to train with and to support new members in their MR340 journey for 2024. And on that note, this marks the end of season one of Paddle Sports Lifestyle. In season two, I am going to do a bunch of mini episodes surrounding frequently asked questions. I'll probably drop that season pretty fast, a lot of episodes all at once, because I'm excited to get on to season three, where I will interview a lot of the faces behind the race, the personalities, the people that plan it, some of the top performers, some of the women who have done a spectacular job. So if you have any questions about the MR340, gear, training, or anything that you want that you think needs to be included in my frequently asked questions section, send them my way and I will cover those topics. Until next time, wherever life takes you, make it an epic adventure. There will never be a better time than now to discover what you're truly capable of. So go ahead, take that first step, even if it feels scary. Do it anyway. Thank you for listening to the Paddle Sports Lifestyle. If you enjoyed this show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review. See you on the water.